0: We might actually talk more NBA playoffs because LeBron's out, so we're still enjoying it so far. And Kevin Durant's carrying the Nets right now. We also have Chris Petrie stop by to talk all things college football playoff. And we got more things to talk about. Mr. Brown came back from a vacation, so we're excited to hear about that. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with my boys.
1: Canadian Biggie. Going
0: out of turn. <laughs> <It> caught me <laughs> off guard. And Mr. Brown. Uh,
2: Mr. Brown, who uh,
0: is this the summer of eternal vacation for you?
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm off every like three weeks. And it's, it's kind of nice. I ain't going to lie. It is. You know what? When you have
0: tenure,
1: you know, that's what you get, right?
0: That's right. I've lost all that.
2: So. I'll say
1: as your neighbor, it feels like every other week during the summer.
2: Mm. Well, see, I, I like to... We're not allowed to have any weeks during uh, November, f- December. Yeah, you're screwed then. So then I wait because I don't want to go anywhere during the winter time. So I wait until April. Actually, this year I waited until May. So I had one beginning of May, one end of May, one in June, one in July. And then I got to wait... August and September, and then I have one in October.
0: Oh, man. Are you going to make it the next few months of summer? I, don't know. I
2: hate August anyway. Yeah. Now, next year I get another week, so I'm going to put one in oh, September. Oh, they're adding one because yeah, you I don't get, have enough. I get to put one in September next year. Mm,
0: it's hard being you.
2: Yeah, it is. All right. So tell everybody where you went. Uh, West by God, Virginia. We went out there, and I don't know if people really know where these places are, but Spruce Knob. They can Google it. Highest point in West Virginia, almost 5,000 feet above sea level. And Seneca Rocks went to some caverns, Blackwater Falls. Um, the Do- big,
0: Dolly Sods. Dolly
2: Sods. The biggest takeaway for me was doing the hike up Seneca Rocks, which is spur of the moment. We weren't planning on even doing it. And we kind of drove past the picnic area and we did it. And it's about a two-mile hike straight uphill to the overlook point. And then you see the whole valley. The wind's blowing. You know, it, to me... The word that describes it as only majestic in my opinion. I like that. But then <laughs> I saw a seventy year old man.
0: You said there were hippies?
2: Yeah, there was two hippies we passed on the way up. They're taking their time, but I felt like that they'd done it before. And it was one of those things where I gotta see for myself if I can still do this.
0: If you see a seventy year old hippie busting his ass. Right. You don't want to be shown
2: up. So we stopped at the platform, me my wife and my two kids, you know, I have a twelve and a fourteen year old, so like It didn't even pop in my head because right behind us are the actual Seneca rocks that mountain climbers come from all over the world to climb on, right? So I looked to my left. The hippie was climbing up the rocks with his cane pulling himself up the (laughs) rocks. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I was like, I'm going to follow him a little bit, see what's going on. So I walked up about 20 feet. There was this dead tree and a ledge. And I took a picture over the ledge. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And he calmly says... Don't go out of your comfort zone. No accidents today.
0: <laughs> so like, the seven-year-old hippie's giving you life advice.
2: calm. And I'm like, and he didn't even skip a beat. So I looked up, and he was still pulling himself up to the top of that cane. I'm like, you know what? i got to try this. Because, I mean, like, people come from all over the world. I've got to do it. I'm right here. So I go up further. I go up about 75 feet, and I get up closer to the top. And then I see there's like six to eight people in the very top. So I didn't go all the way to the top because my wife and the kids, uh, my wife was freaking out because of my son. And then I stopped right there. And at that point, it went from majestic to humbling. (laughs) So next year, I'm going all the way to the top. I don't don't care how long I got to wait for my turn. I just didn't wait this time because the wife was ready to go. But I'm going to do it.
0: All right. Just make sure you let us know when you're going up to the summit. So if something happens and we don't hear from you for 24 hours, we can call the authorities.
2: I appreciate that. And also, it's reassuring that before you go up on the signs, it clearly says 15 people have fell to their death since 1972. (laughs) Don't be the 16th. (laughs) I mean, if that's not a
0: stern warning, I don't know what is. But this is all coming off uh, the week before. You just went to New River National Recreation Area, right?
2: Yeah, in Fayetteville. Uh, they have whitewater rafting, smallmouth tours, zip lining, all that good stuff. Nice. Right,
0: so you did that. And then tomorrow, I'm not going. I'm going to Mexico on Sunday. See, but see, what you, what, you're
2: sharing into the fun here. But what are you doing tomorrow? Lake Erie. Uh, near Port, It's Port Clinton, Ohio, near Cleveland. We're going on a walleye charter, which we do every year. So we'll be doing that. And you're going to slay it, son, right? We're going to slay it. And it's the best eating food east of the Mississippi. All right, so then
0: while I will be... West of the Mississippi, I'm going to be a little further south. Sunday, I fly down to Cancun. I'm going to Playa del Carmen. Looks like there's a tropical storm in the Gulf right now, so fingers crossed that Chad the Mark comes back in one piece. Yeah, you might like have the castaway sequel. If I just (laughs) stay there, I'll be all right, because I know that uh, it takes uh, over 20 pesos for $1, so I can stretch my money a little bit.
2: Right now, go ahead and buy your volleyball.
1: <laughs> I will. Wilson! <laughs> if you had to rep one place, where are you going to eat? You said Best Food East Mississippi. Once one place, somebody that's never been there would go to.
2: Uh, there's not one place. Um, what, what's that first place we went to? I can't remember the name of it. You caught me off. It's Slater, uh, Slater's. Slater's.
0: Uh, in but, Port Clinton, Ohio.
2: But it's not even just Slater's. Slater's is great. But if you've never...
0: It, Where, is Slater's the perch sandwich? Yes, but okay.
2: everyone has perch sandwiches, but it's the best. They don't so have those. Anyone who loves fresh fish, they say they do it. They're usually talking about like trout and or saltwater fish, fish or something. But then when I immediately go to like walleye and yellow perch, that specific, they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. So walleye is amazing. It's more for like fish fries, bigger fillets, and then you go to the yellow perch. They're smaller fish. They have the same taste, and they're perfect for, like, fish sandwiches. So you get that, and just it's so fresh and so crisp, and it melts in your so mouth. So it tastes
0: like fish, but it's not overly fishy, if that makes yeah, sense. Like
2: my wife don't like eating fish, and it's 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 very, uh, you know, it's very, I don't know, like you just said. I mean, people it's, don't have to like fish to like it. No. It's, like, it's like a fish nugget. The it's the other it. white meat. Kids love.
0: it. it, it I, you know what? Those Cajun batter and the nuggets, ah, good stuff.
2: So you can't beat it.
0: I'm upset I'm not going, but uh you know, COVID kind of wrecked everything last year. Didn't really get to do a family vacation, so we decided to go all out. And actually it's really not that expensive, but the timing of when I could go to Mexico Coincided with the fishing trip, so I kind of got screwed there. But I hope you guys have a great time. Uh, I hope I have a great time. I, I plan on doing some cave diving and shit like that while I'm down in Mexico, so I'm excited.
2: That's also how scary movies start. It is. So, cave diving in Mexico. That's it. We went to the cenote. And- truth <laughs> or Dad.
0: Well, and then after that, we went to the Mayan ruins. <laughs> 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 I mean, so it's all right there. So anyway, we're going to have a fun time with that. Um, but, you know, while we could talk about our uh, escapades and whatnot. What
2: are you bringing back for the studios from Mexico? I don't,
0: I don't know. What should I bring back?
2: What do you think, Biggie?
0: I can only fit so much in the luggage. Well, if something with the worm in it, right? Yeah, I was just going to say. Urban Cowboy. real tequila. <laughs> well, uh, Glenn, what? I can't remember his name, but Urban Cowboy is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, John Travolta He's finest. Glenn Davis. That man. sounds right.
2: I think as a baseball Big baby. For the Astros <laughs> in the 80s. Anyways. that's so. big baby. You also play for the Celtics. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Yes. All right. Speaking of the NBA, you know, last week we were really proud of ourselves because normally we just kind of piss and moan about the NBA, and we were genuinely excited. I think Mr. Brown pointed out on the podcast last week once we got over Trounce and Space Jam 2 and how it sucked. Biggie, you and I talked just a minute ago how excited and how fun the NBA playoffs have been without LeBron.
1: You know, the most fun part of it for me is being able to turn on ESPN without LeBron in it and actually seeing highlights and stories of all the teams that are still alive. Yeah, Uh, I'm with you. I just have to say one thing. I know we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. What's my favorite phrase when it comes to Doc Rivers?
0: Uh, He's the best at making something great, only good. Yes. Yes. Or what something has along he done those.
1: with the Philadelphia 76 Well, let's start.
0: I mean, the Sixers are playing the Hawks, which the Hawks, we're just glad they're there, right? And they're they're spanking their ass really bad. The other night, you know, they're up almost 30 and like constantly throughout the first half. And um, I went to bed. I did not watch the end up, woke up, and the Hawks won. So
1: I don't even know what happened. I just knew the Hawks won somehow.
2: I had no service, Biggie. He so said, take us home.
1: Yeah, tell What happened? When I saw Lemon Pepper Lou Williams trending on Twitter, I knew Lemon the Hawks pepper. had made a comeback. Magic City, baby. He came <laughs> into the game in the third quarter, got hot, did not leave the game. Like do
0: you remember before COVID when we used to just talk about things like Magic City? Man, those I those feel like
2: we'd find a way to bring it up like every episode.
0: Those are the days <laughs> we miss Magic City.
2: So Lou Williams clearly does not.
1: No, he. <laughs> got Two players for the 76ers made a basket in the second half.
2: What
0: say that again?
1: Embiid and Curry are the only two players that made a basket for the 76ers in the second half. Uh,
2: Speaking of that, I put a meme on our page today about Simmons and asked him, would you rather shoot a three pointer or go to space? And he clearly, without hesitation, threw on his full space suit. I mean, that's that's Embiid. Now, did you hear the I, I can't
0: repeat it because I don't know exactly what he said, but what um Embiid was trash talking to Capella. Did you see what he said?
1: Oh no, I didn't see the exact thing, so I can't
0: Yeah, I I don't want to say it exactly, but I'll allude to the fact that it was something like, Keep guarding me and I'm gonna put this this boy's phallic whatever from whatever country he's from, I don't even know where he's from. I'm sorry. And, you know, it, it was a little raw, you know, I'm just saying, but you know, I miss trash talk like that. I'm glad we're there, but it didn't matter because the Hawks, uh, what's the series
1: at now? Three 2 Atlanta, going back to Atlanta.
0: Right. So the Atlanta Hawks are not like the other Atlanta teams, where they know how to not blow a lead, but yet they can overcome a lead.
2: They're the opposite of the Falcons. Well, you say that, but they still got to win another game.
0: No, but it's just the fact that they didn't blow that. You know, they came back from a blown lead. That that says a lot about Atlanta culture.
2: And if and if they lose the series four to three, though, I mean, we're not. You know, what I mean, if they lose the series, either way,
0: if they they won. They were a game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. If you're a Hawks fan, or even if you're a casual NBA fan, you're like,
2: damn, They're Atlanta. Overachieved for Way sure. to go. I'm just saying, like, it would be the most Atlanta thing for them not to close this series out. And I want them to close this series out.
0: <laughs> They're still
1: not expected to, but we'll see what happens. Uh, before we move on, Ben Simmons, for me, the most overrated player in the NBA. I, I, That's why he's in a space suit. I feel like he's
0: properly rated.
1: He was in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. He's he a great on defender. How can you be a point guard? And it's not that he doesn't shoot the three-pointer. Tony Parker didn't shoot it. CP3 doesn't shoot it. He won't shoot an open 18-footer, and he can't make a free throw. (laughs) At the end of the games, what was the phrase? Hack a shack. Don't give him the ball. Now it's hack a
0: bench. So I'm just saying, like, I agree with everything you just said. I'm not disputing any of that. But does anybody really act like Simmons is more than that?
1: He gets a ton of run as being a lot better than he is. Maybe it's because he dated or dates a Kardashian.
2: Uh i guess
1: they have their own starting five
2: they do apparently there's uh she has somebody from uh, could represent every team in the conference finals in both leagues. well one of them one kardashians uh, with devin booker right yeah, she's the one that's been with all of them it's the same one yeah, she's been with booker she's been with simmons she's been with so uh, she's
0: like j-lo for nba
2: yeah ah. she's got one on every oh, team thanks, uh blake griffin blake griffin and there's somebody on the, the Clippers that I thought she'd been with. So look, if you're out there trying to scout a team to make a run
0: next year, get somebody that's been with uh Kendall Kardashian, right? Yeah, or Kendall yeah. Jenner. Her, she's not a she's a Kardashian. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I'm old and confused by these people.
2: Either way, let's She's uh, gonna get her and her boys <laughs> all together and they're gonna be on the Wheaties box like her dad. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> Mom, what up? Mom.
1: She's building super teams that LeBron only dreams of. Sorry. Uh, at the time, it was her dad. Okay? It's
0: Either way, we're confused. We don't know what to say. Let's switch over to the other side of the Eastern Conference. The The Bucs had every opportunity to put the Nets away, and KD just didn't let that happen, and Giannis didn't take it and make it happen. So well, I, that, that series is over, right? I mean, it's not yeah, they, technically they, over, but it's, they're, it's they're might as well are playing
1: tonight, be. and after tonight, it'll be over. The Bucks are still the betting favorite, which I don't get. I don't care if they're at home. They play better at home. The end of that game, you've got James Harden, who showed the entire game that he was just out there to be out there, guarding Giannis, and Giannis shoots a fadeaway.
0: You got because go he to knew Harden game was going to foul game him and send him team. to the line.
2: Yeah. Uh, of that, we're going to turn it on right now. I
0: can't shoot free throws. Ah, uh, it's terrible, man.
2: He balled out in that game. Uh, they couldn't have gift drafted any better for the Bucks, and the Bucks just threw it away. Everybody's hurt. I mean, they threw it away, but like you said, uh, we said it last week how KD is probably the most effortless score in the history of the league.
0: I think So you talk about how Ben Simmons is the most overrated player. I think KD might be the most underrated player.
1: Yeah, I hate when people say KD and they talk about him best. Oh, you can't do that. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. KD, to me, is the most gifted player in the league. I'm probably but the best pure score as well as he did off. What's the one injury in all pro sports right now that kills you? The Achilles. It's uh, the
0: only
2: yep. one you don't want. Look at what he's doing coming off of it. I mean, it felt like he missed two years. <laughs> he just dropped 49, 17 rebounds and 10 assists. Yeah. I, I mean, with, and with who? Like, and in the same game, Harden went one for ten playing uh, injured. Harden's out there like limping around. He's just out there to be a decoy. It was back to the like uh, Popeyes Chicken, Harden. From <laughs> it was. It was. Over.
0: After those all you can eat buffets and right. the strip clubs opened back up because God bless Texas. But anyway, you know. All right, so. That series is pretty much over. Uh, before we go to the Western Conference, did you see the quote? I, I hate to bring it up because I thought we could move through the NBA without shitting on this guy, but did you see LeBron talking about why all this is happening?
1: Yeah, trying to keep himself relevant. All these injuries are coming because they didn't listen to him. The season's too condensed. Here's the thing. Shut the fuck up! Because it was a seventy-two game season, and most of the star players only played fifty effing games to start with. Yeah, load
0: management still happens, and it is what it is.
2: Isn't it comical though? The first week he got eliminated, he had to announce he changed his jersey so it was back on him. And then a few days later, and then the next week when the rounds going on, he has to talk about this is why everybody's hurt. You know, shame on the NBA. Blah blah blah. What's it going to come out with in the finals? Look, all I'm saying
0: is you know, you're married, I'm married, Biggie. Find yourself a woman that looks at you the way LeBron looks at himself in the mirror.
1: If that ever happens, I'll propose on the first date.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's, that's enough. We're done with LeBron hate. I'll just stop right there. Let's go to the Western Conference. Um, I want to save the Suns for last because that's kind of interesting. But let's go with the uh, Clippers and Jazz. And we didn't have a Kawhi. And, and I'll be honest with you. Playoff P has showed up in this series and has played well. And I, I I said that if the Clippers somehow win this game, it's over. So they did win last night or the night before last. And they're – I mean – or no, it was last night. So the Clippers won. They're up 3-2. Biggie, Mr. Brown, do the Jazz have any chance to pull this series out?
2: I, I think the Clippers still hold on because uh, they say that uh, Kawhi is out most likely. I mean – we don't know if there's going to be a Willis Reed coming out. I don't think he's seven. playing in the next game. But if George keeps doing what he's doing, I think they don't matter. Um, but I think it goes seven. You think it goes seven. So you think the Jazz will at least send send it back to Utah? I think the fact that Kawhi is out, that uh, they find a way to win the next game, and then they uh, Clippers close it out in seven. I, I, That's my I, opinion. I can buy that, Biggie.
1: I agree. I think it goes seven. Here's the thing. Paul George, playoff P, listen, you – people out there you cannot give yourself your own nickname someone else gives it to you, you can't. i have a nickname it wasn't given we to me. G- we, gave it to brown, we gave it to brown Mark we gave it to. ah he had one good game 37 16 he's had a number of good games he had a good season you're going home. You're expected to close the series out. It's not going to happen. It's going to go to seven games. It's going to go back to Utah. And Utah's still going to win the series. You think Utah's still got it? But yeah, you're the Clippers. It's... Wait, the Clippers are your pick to go to the finals, though. I know they are, and that's why they won't. Ah, I like the irony. irony. <laughs> <laughs> the hug that Steve Nash gave Kevin Durant isn't anything close to the hug that Steve Ballmer. Gave to <laughs> Paul George after that game. I spent uh, $2 billion on this team. Give me a damn ring. Uh,
0: so, the you know what's funny is when we – last week, it seems like, when we were talking about the second round of the playoffs, we were kind of like, oh, this round sucks. It's not as exciting as the first round. It's amazing how things change so quickly because everybody went up like 2-0. Yeah,
1: everything's 3-2 now. When it <laughs> first started, like you said, it was dull, but it's turned into something nice.
0: Except for the Suns and Nuggets.
1: You know, I feel like I feel bad because we talked on the show. I talked to a friend of mine who lives out in the Phoenix area. And, you know, Chris Paul, this is his year. He'll finally stay healthy. He'll take a team to the finals. It'll show off his greatness. Where is he at? Protocol. All right. So real quick, he violated
0: something and they put him in the COVID protocol. It's not saying he has COVID or anything like that. He violated protocol. Did LeBron not do the same thing?
1: That's where I was going next. Can you tell me the difference?
0: Because I don't. I, that's what I'm asking. I don't know the details. So I'm telling, like from the out, from my perspective, it looks exactly the same. So I'm wanting to know why they're trying to screw Phoenix here.
2: All I knew is their justification for LeBron. I believe was something to the effect of everyone he hung out with was vaccinated. Yada yada yada. Excuse, excuse, excuse. I don't know <laughs> the the, uh, the details on Chris Paul. But they already swept the series, so who's to say he won't be ready for Game One? Or they? Well, they stay?
0: don't. Well, here's the thing: it, it's supposed to be a 10 to 14 day, so he could miss Game One, possibly Game Two, depending on how this other series finishes. So they wanted to go seven. Yeah, right now, like the good thing for Phoenix is they swept, so they got time. But you know, the longer it goes, the better because they don't know how this is going to go. Now, if I'm Phoenix, like I'm getting arbitrators, I'm getting the union, I agree with you. like whatever it takes, because this is BS.
1: So, here's what I wanted to finish with, and you hit the nail on the head. I'm getting the union. Who's the head of the Players Union or has been the head of the Players Union in previous seasons? Chris it was Paul. Chris Paul. It's he his rules. That he violated his own rules against the referees. He would tell them, hey, this, that, and the other, will come at, blah, blah, blah. In game, he would talk shit to the refs when it came to that. He would use his position of power. Why is that not in play right now?
0: You know, I don't know if he has... Is he He hasn't tested positive as far as I know right now. It's just COVID
1: tracing. It's is why the protocol,
0: the right? So, I mean, you know, maybe you're just waiting on it and it may not be a big deal, but I think if push comes to shove, then you probably will hear more about it. If I had to guess,
1: can I say one thing? Sure. You don't Gee need Ron my permission
0: Carter, baby. It's not, it's not happening. Yeah, it's, I know, but I want it to happen.
1: Uh, so here's,
0: here's my question just to wrap up here. So, it looks like so are we we saying the the Nets are going to close out the Bucks. We don't know what's going to happen with the Hawks and the uh, the the Sixers right now, right? Like
2: I'm sticking with the ATL, baby. I, I don't even know what to
0: think. But I, a
2: disappointment, I got to. But while while I've picked against
0: the Nets all year, saying they can't make the finals because they haven't played well enough together, after what I've seen so far this series, how can I keep saying that? Right. So it's going to be the Nets still out of the East, right?
2: I think so. The funny part, though, about the Nets and the Bucks series, it was a perfect storm for Milwaukee, and the, the Nets are still going to take the series. So I, I mean, it was put in your lap with your prediction. Gift-trapped. It still doesn't even matter. If that don't show you don't I mean no it that's, will.
0: Why, that's why I'm just conceding I'm right. not even giving the argument anymore like if if the Bucks
2: have won the last game I'd be sitting here saying I told you guys but I can't even do that I do love watching this back and forth between uh, Tucker and KD it is fun to watch cuz Tucker's is. he's fun to watch on defense
0: You know what's funny about KD he's the softest guy in the world off the court but on the court he's actually not bad
2: right. <laughs> He's going to stand
0: up for himself um, going back to the West, Suns, and
1: you're asking me right now, and I'm all over the Clippers all year
2: long. I'm going to Jazz.
0: All right, so you said the Jazz.
2: I think it's still the Clippers.
0: I-, I think it's the Clippers too, but I think the Suns beat whoever comes out of
2: that. I said that last week. Whoever won the series is going to the finals. You said whoever wins that series, the, the Nuggets and the right. uh, Suns.
0: So I'm still, I'm still sitting on the Suns. Like I, I think they're a lock for the West- the, for the finals at this point.
2: I have
1: one question for you guys, with. Devin Booker seeking out the fan who was beating the crap out of people on the ground. And is that real?
0: It's real. Yeah. Oh, that is he amazing. Was signed
2: jersey. Does that encourage other people to start fights in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, he didn't. He didn't start two it. Two Nuggets fans started with him, and they started hitting him, and he beat the crap. They
0: out. got in over their head. That one guy was laid over the seat. Man, couldn't even get back up to defend himself.
2: He probably had six quick uh, jabs, up,
0: uppercuts too. Yeah. Like he was laying. There. He had to start uppercutting him. It was great. And then he's like, I told you in four. (laughs) Booker sought him out. I mean, that's great. That was in Denver, right?
2: It was. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic.
2: I just have one small request (laughs) while we're still having playoff basketball. Outside of this room on our podcast, no one knows who J.C. is. If we're going to speak about J.C., let's at least mention his name. It's
0: Javon Carter, the Bulldog, the... The Dan Marley Award winner for the Phoenix Suns last year, who is the third-string point guard but is a defensive What we're hand.
2: doing is what you ask people in your football group not to do. Right. So we've got to at least tell them about end. You're, the
0: you're exactly right. That's, all I'm that's it. So we, we do mention that. Hopefully, if you listen to the show long enough, you know that we uh, are Mountaineer fans and we pull for our boy, Javon Carter. He's maybe getting two minutes a game if that. You know, that's it. But, you know, that's why I'm pulling for the but Suns. it should be four, damn it. It should be four. Hey, you know what? He almost finished the season with a triple double. He's not that bad. It's just that uh, campaign is playing too good, so it's not. He's not getting playing time. But uh, all right, so we we still got a wide open NBA playoffs, and I'm entertained. I hope I hope the ratings somewhat support this because it doesn't need to be so star driven that if LeBron's not in it, people aren't watching. Because honestly, the teams that are still playing, they're pretty damn fun to watch.
1: I mean, I'm I'm a fan right now. You, you still have stars left. Donovan Mitchell, Paul George. These Donovan. are the next stars.
0: So, like, Donovan Mitchell, Laker. Booker. Like, the, these are guys that can carry the league for the next 10 years. Trey Young's
2: coming out. Trey party. Young's
0: there. Like, it's, it's really – it's not just him. It's all these guys coming out party. Yeah. Like, if you're a real NBA fan, you know these guys. But now you're seeing them on the bigger stage.
1: I had this thing I put in the basketball group earlier, and it was the stars of 2010-2011. It's Wade, Kobe, LeBron, Steph Curry, the guys that were breaking out. Now you got, like you guys Why Young, they do? Why'd they do Booker
2: Dirty on there? Uh, I don't know. Did you even notice it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Who was that guy? It looked like uh, Jeremy Lin. <laughs> it
1: looked like the guy from Coming to America yeah. that left the stain on yeah. the couch. Uh, <laughs> I think you're right.
0: Uh, All right. Well, anyway, that's enough NBA talk. We're going to go ahead and go to our interview. We had uh, Chris Petrie come over. He's all over social media. He's on YouTube, big time on Facebook. He talks all things college football playoff with me and Biggie. Uh, you know make sure you check out his stuff man he's got all kinds of stuff out there and, and yes he is a Mountaineer fam. that's not why we pulled him on we pulled him on because we see him everywhere like he's out there hustling man he puts out a video a day believe it or not so he's got that grind going I hope you enjoy the interview with Chris Petrie uh, Mr. Uh, Gold Blue himself so here we go talking college football playoff because college football will be here before you know it <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again with a segment this time we have a guy joining us and I know some people big you're going to say we're homers because they know we're from West Virginia and if they're looking at the video they'll see this guy he's got West Virginia stuff decked out all behind him. We've already bonded because some of the decorations we have are the same which is kind of cool, but uh, we got Chris Petrie joining us and he is all things college football right now Chris how you doing brother.
3: I'm great, man. Uh, Just can't wait till college football gets here, man. Every day seems like, you know, a month, but it'll be here soon.
0: I'm going to see how much of a dork you are. Do you know how many days we got left until college football starts?
3: Oh, man. Uh, I did know when we got to 100. So this is going to have to be a complete (laughs) guess. I'm going to say 91.
0: That sounds right to me. I don't know. I was just seeing if you knew. (laughs) <laughs> all, right, should so, be in all right chris tell everybody what you do man like you you have absolutely taken over some of my social media i can't go anywhere without seeing the hat and the sunglasses and, and and all the mountaineer stuff decked out behind you but you're all over at least facebook i know you're on youtube tell everybody what it is you do what it's called where to find you all that good stuff
3: i appreciate that yeah i just Honestly, it's a sickness. I am obsessed with all things college football. Not, I mean, don't let the don't let the stuff behind me fool you. I'm not just about West Virginia. I do college football. Uh, I do predictions. I do breaking news. Uh, talk about the playoffs, all that stuff. Uh, and my YouTube channel is called Gold and Blue Dude. Uh, we just hit a thousand subscribers a couple months ago. It's still growing. So I'm pretty uh, happy about that. Um, obviously, you guys found out about it, and uh, that's ex- it's. It gets exciting when you start seeing people see you, and you didn't even know where they saw you from. And you get these, you know, you get these messages: "Hey, I saw you on Facebook. Hey, I saw you on Twitter." So, uh, yeah, it's getting really exciting. So, uh, can't wait till college football gets here. That's that's what I'm really zeroed in on, on right now. How often do you put out content? Because I feel like I see new stuff from you quite a bit. I do at least one video a day, every single day. Okay. So you're, you're out there. You got your hustle
0: going. I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, actually, you know what it started? My my channel has been, is uh, almost two years old. Uh, It'll be two years in September, but last year over the summer uh, my brothers issued a challenge. They're like, I bet you can't do a video every day. Like ESPN. I'm like, obviously they do it obviously there's enough stuff out there to do it i'm gonna do this so on june 29th it'll be one year straight of not missing one single day with at least one video
0: okay so what you're saying is there's a lot of content out there
3: and a lot of content <laughs> and so in a few times multiple videos uh you know when you get them big boom days of news yeah done that before
0: All right. So in the world of social media, every time somebody wants to go out there and have a hot take or you say something that you're passionate about, I know you're into predictions. You already mentioned that. So give me something over the past year that you said that everyone just absolutely railroaded you for, but you know, you're still going to sit here and stand tall and tell us that you said it. So what's the worst, worst that's happened as far as feedback goes so far.
3: Oh my goodness. Um, well, (laughs) The one that I really got slapped around for was uh, the Mountaineer mascot suggestion. Um, so, uh, you know, whenever we were having the racial tension and all that stuff, I suggested that maybe. And and the purpose of the video was to encourage uh, the African-American population of West Virginia University to try out for the Mountaineer. West Virginia fans did not take it that way. So basically the video was, you know, encouraging black athletes and the student athletes of West Virginia. Hey, go trout for the West Virginia Mountaineer. We've never had a black Mountaineer, you know? Yeah. I got railroaded for that one. They did not. I had to, I had to make an explanation video after that. That's how bad it got,
0: Uh, man. I I wouldn't even worry about that. We've had women be the mascot before so I I don't see why that matters. People are just crazy
3: exactly trying
1: to be proactive no need for uh explanation apologize
3: apologizing video Um, well you know what i've learned that um that was probably around this time last year when my channel was really really young from that was the last time i made an apology video because my brother said the same exact thing he's like even if you do make a mistake just let it be out there, you know? Yeah,
0: don't apologize, With- man. <laughs> it, and it never dies. You can't apologize. You got to, st- unless you're really exactly. wrong. You weren't wrong
3: there. And for that one, I was not wrong. So um, it wasn't really an apology video, it was an explanation video, but I'm not doing explanation videos anymore. If you get offended, you get offended.
1: <laughs> there you go. Hey. Own it. Move on.
0: That's it. Man, that, that's how it should be. So, all right. So let, let's get into something that's been a pretty big topic here over the past week. Now, I will tell you. For the past several years, I personally have been a proponent for an expanded playoff with college football, be it eight, be it 12, be it 16. I don't really care. I just don't like four. To me, four, you might as well just go back to the BCS at that point. So there's all these these stories and rumors, and and they're really looking at doing the the 12-team uh, playoff. So, and Biggie, real quick, what's your take on the playoff? What are you wanting to see?
1: I love the way that they're going to expand it. They're saying that the top four Conference winners ranked still by the committee get a buy, but they're guaranteed that the top six highest ranked conference winners make it in. So now a UCF makes it in.
0: All right. So educate us if we don't know and our listeners, if they don't know, is this really going to happen? And what are your thoughts
3: on what the format is they're rolling out here? So it's not a question of it's if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. It's happening. Uh, the soonest that I've heard, and this is what I'm rolling with is, uh, 2023. And basic, you know what? I was actually putting out videos about two months ago about, uh, the six, the eight, the 10, the 12, and the 16 team, uh, playoff format. And in my format for the 12 team, I had a bye week and home games, uh, for the first round. I got called crazy, laughed at, whatever, but it's coming out. I really love this. I really love this because when you expand playoffs, you still have to give incentives to those higher seeds. So if you it's, say you expand it to sixteen, which is what some people want, or eight, which is what some people wanted, well, those teams with the higher seeds, once they get down to the last game or so, they know they're in. They don't want. They don't care what seed they get. They're in, and they're going to you know beat your brains in when, once they get in. Well, by expanding to twelve. Now they have incentive because those top four seeds, conference champions, get the bye. And then even below that, the next four seeds, four through eight, get home playoff games. That's the most exciting part about this that I think because this is history-making, guys. We've never, ever had a home on-campus college football playoff game. And so whenever this does happen, I'm kind of I'm looking into the future. Who's going to be that lucky first matchup that gets to hold that first home playoff game? Whoever that is, it's gonna, they're going to be making history.
0: I mean, when you talk about home field advantage in college, the atmospheres are always electric anyway. So you're you're talking about it turned up to 11 now, which is fantastic. So one of the arguments against the playoff has always been that the regular season in college football is magical. It's great. It's the best regular season in all of sports. Does this devalue it too much? Does it take anything away from it, or is it still going to be
3: solid? No, I think it actually adds to it because before the expansion – Especially if your name is not Alabama and Clemson, maybe Georgia or Oklahoma and Notre Dame. If you lose one game, you're pretty much done or you need some help. I think this actually increases it. And even even the teams that, you know, the Alabamas and Clemsons, it increases the value of their schedule as well because they're playing for that bye week now. They're playing for that home, you know, playoff game. So in my opinion, I think this actually, number one, increases the value of the regular season. And number two, which has gotten lost in the translation, it has raised the value tremendously of conference championship games. Before this, and we've gotten into this situation to where uh, championship games, conference championship games is almost like a, you know, there's no need for that. All that does is it gives a chance for an upset. Now. Uh, you know, it's a way to increase your seed. So it, it it increases the value of the conference championship, not just the regular schedule. So I think it's the complete opposite of what some of these arguments are as far as diminishing the value of the regular season. I think that's way off.
1: I completely agree with what you're saying there, because when you give only the top four, the first round by, and everybody talks about the power five conferences that out of conference schedule, and the last time the committee can see you being the championship conference championship game becomes very important because you don't want to be the Pac-12 team ranked fifth now has to play in the first round. It's me. It enhances what you do with your schedule. I like it with the way they with the way they made it out where only the top four get it by.
0: Well, and I, I'm going to second that. I was just playing devil's advocate. I actually think it doesn't demean it either, but that's the argument everybody says. The the thing to me is in the past five years, have we not seen this uptick in, in major college programs when they go to the bowl games? How many of their players are opting out of the bowl games now? Exactly. You know, So now if you got these blue blood, alleged blue blood programs that are playing in the playoff, are these guys opting out when they got a national title on the line still? I don't think they
3: will.
1: No. Well, I think
0: yeah, I mean, we saw point.
3: Florida, the Florida game. That was, I mean, pretty much, you know, most of Florida's offense opted out of that game.
0: Yeah. I think we saw that with LSU a couple years ago and they weren't in. I mean, it's just, wasn't that the year that UCF beat LSU and everybody was like, see, UCF belongs. But then all the naysayers were like, yeah, but LSU had like 92 guys opt out. So sorry, it doesn't count.
1: Well, that's the trend yeah that we've seen happening with the guys, Darius, guys, all the guys from Florida, Christian McCaffrey, a few years ago. All of a sudden, if they have a chance to play that conference championship game and get into the playoff, all those guys are playing.
3: Yeah, and I I think it um, people don't people don't realize the entire picture because us fans we're just looking at we're looking at polls, we're looking at schedules, we're looking at rankings, uh, the conference, all that stuff. But there's more to it than that. With with this, conference, with this playoff expansion, it's going to give more teams exposure, the teams that make it into, and they can they can that as a recruiting tool. You know, hey, we played a home playoff game. Don't you want to do that? Or, you know, hey, we made it to the playoffs. See, we're a group of five, but we can still make it to the playoffs. So there is a reason to come here. As is right now, there's really no good reason to go to a group of five conference school uh, if you're wanting to compete for a national championship, because with the current system, they have zero chance to win a national championship. The FCS has their own national championship. And in this current format, the group of fives are not going to ever get in. So this gives everybody a chance and an excellent recruiting tool and a chance to make some money
1: you hit the nail on the head there Chad the mark and myself have had that conversation before how do you open up the ability to recruit that's it right there
0: yeah like i was i'm i wouldn't mind seeing the 16 team because you got 11 conferences and if 11 conference winners got in you still got your five at large you can still use the playoff rankings all that stuff but just imagine like your conference usa schools and your Mac schools like we know they ain't got a chance in hell to win but what does that change for recruiting cuz you can at least say we're going to make sure you at least get into a playoff. We win the conference championship around here. It does change that dynamic a little bit. So I think even at the 12, you're you're right on the money there about how it changes recruiting. Um, the 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 one thing I, I will ask because we were talking a little bit about this earlier. So COVID has changed a lot of perceptions around college football. So the one thing, and I, I could go on forever about how the FCS has always been able to have a playoff and college football at the major level, never did it. And they they always blamed it on time, which if you started playing in early December, you would still be done the second week in January, which makes no sense. But last year with COVID, you had all these bowl games that took place all the way through December. So I think it finally blew the lid off where they, the lie, the illusion that they don't have time to do it. We saw last year how flexible college teams could be and how the playoff worked. Not only that, but then you would have a game where maybe a team couldn't play because of COVID my God, they'd go pick up another opponent somehow. I mean, it was amazing. So is, is that what had a lot to do with this change? Is it the timing of it
3: or has this been coming for some time? Uh, I think, that has a lot to do with it I don't think it's the only reason but it's getting out of the quote good old boys mentality we, we got to get out of the ball mindset and I think finally the playoff committee realized that ball traditions aren't translating these days you know uh, the Rose Bowl used to be the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten which they could actually revert back to that if they want to but outside of the playoffs that's the one thing that i'm hoping that they do with this separate the balls from the playoffs even in the quarterfinals because if you look at this current format you would have the first week of home playoff games and then the second week the semifinals two bowls and then the national championship which is not a bowl Mm -hmm. so you're you're throwing two bowls in there in the middle of the playoffs that makes no sense so, and so let me let me that.
0: stop you right there real quick chris just because this is something where i wanted to go with because you mentioned the bowls, i think there's like 78 different bowl games right now i don't know it's like 44 it's a lot it's stupid but the 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 fact what you said is right like the bowls don't translate anymore and that's why i said earlier i'd rather go back to like a bcs model than the four game system because at least the bowls and the pageantry and the lock like you mentioned the rose bowl all that stuff mattered a little bit more then so my question is with a new format like this what the hell do you do with the bowl system like what does that look like like there's no way you keep as many bowls as you have now is there
3: there's a way but I think it has to be uh, expectation-related. In other words, you know, okay, guys, we have 40 balls. Let's fill them uh, all the way down to, you know, a five or a six and 16, you know, stuff like that. Instead of doing that, what you say is here's the criteria. Uh, you have to be seven and five to make a bowl, and you start filling the bowls at the top. The top 12 teams are getting in the playoffs, okay? So after the top 12 teams, then you start picking your bowl matchups and you only feel up for winning teams. If you didn't, if you didn't have a winning season, too bad, so sad. And there is a bowl picking order. People don't realize this. There is a bowl pecking order. You can Google it. The ACC one, two, you know, first place, second place, third place, fourth place. Every conference has it. If you finish in a certain spot, your team is supposed to go to a certain bowl. So they have a pecking order that they could go by. And if they get to a certain spot and they're like, well, we're out of teams that don't have a winning record, don't fill up those other vaults." I don't know how they would work that out. That'd Maybe be a tough one. That'd be a tough one
0: because of all the right sponsors now. and everything and the locations. That'd be a tough one. Yeah. I love what but you're saying. Everybody right should now, have a winning
1: record.
0: Yeah. I, your criteria is right. But like we ran into that a couple of years ago where you didn't have enough you know teams to fill the the slate and then my god last year was a nightmare didn't you have like some two or three win teams in bowl games it was terrible
3: yeah i think there's too many bowls out there and it's getting very very watered down don't get me wrong i love watching bowl games and it is a pretty good reward for having a 500 season i guess whatever uh they get paid or whatever but Really, the only good thing about it is they're getting paid because uh, breaking even at 500, I mean, uh, did you really have that good of a season? Well, really the way it,
0: the it? way it works now, though, is conferences do much revenue sharing now. Like, it doesn't matter if yeah. your team really made it or not. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. If anything, it's just the coaches
3: like it because they get two extra weeks of practice. Yeah, and they didn't use it for recruiting, but uh, it just comes off as watered down to me. Nothing says recruiting
0: better than we went to the San Diego County Credit Union Bowl. You need to come here, yeah. Yeah, that's and what. we're
3: the we're the champs of that bowl. <laughs>
1: On one of the things you hit on earlier, those teams that are six and six, seven and five, the two or three stud players they have that are going to combine are definitely not playing in that game.
0: Now, wait, did you see that that Jimmy Kimmel is paying to have his own bowl game? I saw that today. I don't know if that was real or not. It's like in Los Angeles, it's the Jimmy Kimmel live bowl game. So I I don't know. That's prestigious. You talk about history and pageantry. You can't beat it.
3: <laughs> I wonder what um, the trophy looks like. A mic? It, be- it
0: better be like, you remember that ugly Ronaldo statue that came out a few years ago. It just oh my like the Jimmy Kimmel version of that. That's what you get.
3: Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So let the me ask you the mess.
0: It is. So let me ask you this. I don't want to take up your whole evening. So we got, um, you know, a, a year of chaos that's behind us with all of COVID and everything. So we're, we're bouncing back. I know most schools, at least here in West Virginia, our two main universities already announced they're at full capacity for, uh, for fans coming back uh, this fall. Most schools are doing that, it seems like, except for some few areas here and there. So how different is it going to be for these teams, for these players. And honestly, for the fans, our fans are going to be like idiots. Like when the NBA playoffs started and they started checking stuff on the court left and right, like what's the dynamic going to be like when we come back to live football with fans in attendance this
3: fall? It's crazy that you keep mentioning stuff that I, that I did a video on. I did a video on this exact thing. I, you know, the NCAA, they need to wise up. First of all, be paying attention to what's going on in the NBA put in measures right now, because you can't sit there and tell me out of, you know, 60 to a hundred thousand people that there's not at least three dummies in the crowd. (laughs) That's going to try something stupid. There's at least three dummies in the crowd. That's going to try to do something stupid, especially here's, here's what people forget about. Whenever you take a passionate group of fans and college football is about as passionate as they come and, you take them out of their stadiums, they're pretty much locked in the cage in their houses. And then the next year, you're filling up that stadium with those people that you locked up. You don't think that they're going to have some, you know, issues with, you know, uh, an outlet, the needed outlet? It's going to be crazy. I just hope, I hope uh, in the NCAA and the college football campuses have the measures in place, figuring it out right now instead of. Well we'll see what happens, and then we'll deal with it then no that's what happened last year, and we ended up with conferences playing all different types of games let's not do that with stadiums this year. Figure out some preventative measures uh to where you know hey, if you do this, this, and this, you will pre- you will be prosecuted, and you could possibly spend some time in prison you know at least you know have people uh have to second guess themselves, you know, instead of, you know, I'm going to go in there and do whatever. Well, if I do that, (laughs) I don't know if I want to do that now because they're saying they would prosecute me and possibly have prison time. You know, at least you make people think about their decisions. So
0: it's going to be a little different, but we know we're going to have some of those incidents. Hopefully come uh, October, it's all behind us, but uh, I want to wrap up. I got some rapid fire for you. I got some, I just need one word answers. I I don't need an explanation as bad as you're going to want to want to give me an explanation. I just want you to give me the answer. Okay. You ready? Best conference in college football. SEC. The conference in college football you hate the most. Big Twelve most overrated program
3: most overrated program oh gosh texas
0: the team that will hoist the trophy at the end of the year will be
3: georgia Wow! Whoa.
0: and who's going to win the nba finals
3: oh gosh uh Oh, that's a toss up, man. I don't even know who's left. All right. We'll take that too. Biggie, is there
0: anything he answered that you want to at least come back at and have him explain himself? Georgia.
1: Georgia. Uh, How, how you're just trying to throw one out there that, you know, people will come back. Alabama
0: is still in that conference.
3: Uh, Georgia has the most talent. If somebody, if there was a year to catch, uh, Alabama kind of on a downtick just like 2019 this is the year Alabama does not or Georgia does not have to play Alabama in the regular season if they were to meet up it would be for the SEC championship and I think Georgia just has way too much talent here to not to not be in the playoffs and to not get to the national championship and hoist that trophy the only question with Georgia is their coaching. That's the only thing that kind of makes me sick. Well, that's a,
0: that's the only thing I was going to say. I was just going to say that uh their their coach he used to be an assistant for I can't remember. Where did you, where was he assistant before he went to Georgia? Uh, you don't want to answer me. Some. He's going to be quiet not answer me. And and Nick Saban's track record against his uh former proteges, he he's just so so
3: terrible. Who's saying that Alabama's going to make the SEC
0: championship? that that's what you're hoping for. I like how you got your chips all in there. That's a smart play. And to be honest with you, Georgia seems to kind of be the, uh, the sexy underdog pick that everybody's going with. So I'm uh, I, I'm not that far off with it, but man, I, I just can't pick against Alabama as much as I hate to say. They're probably the ones winning that conference. It's what it is.
3: Really makes me not pick Alabama is their schedule, man. They're going to have two losses. If you sit down and you look at their schedule, and there that slight downtick this year. Two losses is coming this year. Okay, all
0: right.
1: Well, Time will tell. <laughs> Big, you got any more questions for our guest? No, no I, I just he explained Georgia. I he, completely disagree, but we'll talk. later. <laughs> all right,
3: so I got, a, I got a question for y'all. Sure. Uh, what's y'all's uh, record prediction for West Virginia in twenty twenty one? Seven and five. Here's the
1: thing. At a discussion earlier, it's year three. Neil Brown. Trust to climb. We're reaching the mountaintop. We're going to be nine and three. (laughs) That's you know what
0: I would say, but man, they had so much turnover. The transfer portal hit West Virginia really hard this year. Um, Now, that being said, all you fair weather fans out there need to calm down. And if they don't have a super season, they need to relax because the the future looks pretty damn bright if they pull off what they're trying to pull off in the offseason. We'll see what happens.
3: I'm saying nine and three. And it's because even though we lost Drayshawn Miller and uh, Tyke Smith in the transfer portal, we had some transfers coming ourselves and people were getting KG Martin's back. We were freaking out last year when he opted out. And now we're freaking out again because Tyke Smith is transferring. And our offense is going to take a step forward. We had a bad offense last year. It was our defense that saved us. We don't need that elite defense this year. We just need a really good defense and we will have a really good defense. All right, let me put
0: you on the spot then. Who's the starting quarterback at the end of the year?
3: At the end of the year, I want to go with Garrett Green. All right,
0: so Deggie's not going to get it done. See, I I will see what happens, man. But either way, I'm just glad college football is almost back. And once you put the fans back in the stands, it was hard to watch at times last year. It wasn't the same. And we get back to to riot mode and the fans are going crazy. It's going to be a beautiful thing, man, and – like, I love it. Two games. All right. What two are you trying to go to? Virginia Tech and Texas. Those are two damn good games to go to. I can't knock you for that. Well, man, if we uh, end up in Morgantown the same weeks, we'll find each other. But in the future, we got college football down the road. You're more than welcome to come back and talk some more smack about college football, and we'll go
3: from there if you're willing to. Hey, ne- next time, let's do a little bit more trash talk. Hey, we might do that that.
0: we we had to get to know each other first a little bit you know and it's hard we're all mountaineer fans so we can't hate too much on each other but i got you you, you. you, well we're writing down and we're remembering that georgia pick so we'll see how that holds up over time good luck
3: okay okay
0: (laughs) all right chris thanks so much for joining us man and uh we'll talk down the road
3: okay hey i appreciate y'all having me y'all have a good day bud all right thanks chris thank you
0: All right, boys. So even though we have talked a lot of baseball with guests here lately, we haven't talked a lot of baseball just in general. I will say I'm happy my Reds are on fire here lately, but speaking of guys are on fire. My question to you, especially you, Mr. Brown, I want to get inside your head on this one. Shohei Otani.
2: Okay.
0: Is it fair to say what he's done so far this year is pretty unprecedented since, you know, I don't know, the last 70 years, 80 years. I mean, I don't know.
2: Been almost hundred years.
0: Right, you go ahead. Yeah, with hundred. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. No one's done it since Babe Ruth. Is he an MVP candidate?
2: As if he does keeps doing what he does for the whole year. Correct.
0: Hey, so let's let's imagine the season ended today and the stats were almost identical, just with volume.
2: I think he, if it ended the way it did today, he'd be in the top three. I don't think he'd win it. You you cannot give it to Vlad Jr.
0: No, I mean...
2: Because Vlad Jr. is in the the playoff hunt. Um, My only issue is the Angels can't go out and lose 90 games and not even be a contender. I I got what he's doing pitching-wise. I got what he's doing as a hitter, which is even more impressive as the pitching, honestly. But they don't give the MVP anymore to... Losing players. I mean, how many years did A.
0: Rod have phenomenal years and never come close? How
2: many MVPs of Mike Trout had if he was just like you know? What I mean, right. So just for the record, he's hitting almost a
0: thousand OPS right now. Right. His ERA is uh, a sub three, I think two eight five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, wins are tough because that that's hard to track anymore with how how successful you are. But uh, you know, he's got a low WHIP one point one eight three. Like his pitching's keep great. in
2: mind though. His spin rates improved by plus 300. So now, so now that we don't may have mega change here shortly,
0: if he can't have Spider anymore, how's that going to work?
2: Uh, I think just Otani as the hitter himself is in the top three. I mean, it's there. So yeah, I, you take the pitch, you put the pitching in there. I mean, you have a valid point. I mean, if he was second behind Vlad right now, I wouldn't hurt my feelings. No, but
0: I think if he's able to hold this up for the whole year, and I'm just telling you right now, if he doesn't win the MVP after doing this all year, that's that's a travesty to me because it's unprecedented. Nobody's even come close to doing anything like this in baseball. And I think if you can't set back and, and it, who cares what the Angels' record is, this guy has played out of his Gordon. He's done something we haven't seen in 100 years. That deserves some effing recognition.
2: I mean, because, like, to your point, the Angels' rotation has been a black hole for a number of years. So, if he stays healthy – He's given that solid guy that goes out every five days, and he's holding his own. He's like not saying he's winning the games, but he's also hitting in those games, the majority of the games. He's his own. He's his own hitter.
0: Yep, he like usually takes the day off after he pitches. Right. And every right. other time he's playing.
2: So I mean, if if he continues down this road, mm-hmm. I mean, I got your argument. I'm just telling you what will happen. Okay, it'll be Vlad Jr. I, I'm not sure.
0: I know why you're saying that. I just don't know if the people that vote on this have seen anything like this before, so I'm hoping it changes their mind, only if he continues this.
1: I feel like baseball is the one sport where you can be on a really bad team and still win MVP. Mike, Oh, no.
0: No, 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 no. I disagree with that.
1: He's got four times as many MVPs as he does playoff appearances. I think that if Otani continues to do what he does (laughs) and they're at least competitive or relevant in the playoff uh Wild card scenario, it doesn't matter what Vlad does. Otani would win it.
0: I I think Mike Trout's a little bit of an exception to the rule because his numbers have been that damn good. But for the most part, if you were like a borderline MVP candidate and you're on a losing team, you're not getting the love.
1: It it does matter in what you're doing. Look at When's the last time an NBA MVP was on a team that didn't make the playoffs? Same thing in the NFL. Right. Well, that's because you don't make the playoffs. Your team cannot make the playoffs and you can still be MVP.
2: I got what you both saying, and I'm just respectfully disagreeing. I mean, th- th- it's a long season. We've seen it. What we got three and a half months left in the season, right? So, Wait, okay. who who are you disagreeing
0: with? Because I said yeah. that it's not likely that an MVP comes off a losing team, and Biggie says it is.
2: No, you all both said it would be Otani. You, it should be Otani. I,
0: I'm saying if he keeps the if the same thing just transpires. My yeah.
2: po- my point is, it's three and a half months are left in the season. And given his track record with his injury history, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like he's going to be—he he he may continue to hit or something. He might have arm issues and he might not pitch
0: and spotter tech.
2: Something (laughs) may happen. I don't see him maintaining it.
0: I just so this is worth revisiting in a couple months.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he would maintain it the whole season, if if he was MVP, I would have no issue at all. Right. I'm just guessing what the writers are I,
0: I know what you're saying. I 100% understand where you're I, at.
2: I would I would be open to him winning MVP. I, I just like, like we talked about it earlier. We saw the Diamondbacks had they've they've lost 22 three, 23 23 straight consecutive road games. Road games. First time since 1900 we're talking about 121 years, and baseball is the only sport you can get those kind of So the
0: Diamondbacks in. are not winning MVP.
2: And the Orioles, in the same year, have lost 19 straight road games. So they're like, thank God for the Diamondbacks. So, I mean, like, <laughs> if it holds up true and he does like this, I mean, the rest of the year, then give the guy the MVP. All
1: right.
0: So, uh, going back to the spider tech conversation. So we, we had this conversation on our podcast last week and then lo and behold, the next night on sports center, like it's all over the place. It's like blown up. So Mr. Brown, I will take my hat off to you and say, congratulations. You were ahead of the curve. You brought it to us. We were talking to it, but by the time most people probably listened to the podcast, they had already started to hear some rumors of it, but uh man, I did not expect it to blow up as big as it has.
2: I think more is about to come, and I, and the pitchers are speaking out now. And you had uh, Carlos, what's his Rodone? for Rodon, the White Sox. Yeah, yep. he says, "How are you going to suspend pitchers when the White Sox or the sorry the Astros didn't get anything? What about he's like, yeah. how does this make sense? What about you know, Glass you gotta, now? You got to
1: understand what about what the other part of it. Even when they're going to suspend him, it's ten games with with pay. pay.
0: What about Tyler Glass now? Did you hear what happened to him? No,
2: what happened?
1: So you know he might be out
0: for the year now. Wow because his ucl joint in his elbow so he blamed it on trying to change his mechanics because he always had sunscreen on and he said yeah i mean if it was on my body yeah i would use it sometimes to help get a different grip on the ball i've been doing that for years and they changed this i don't want to get in trouble so i changed it and yeah. It, it, yeah now nah, he but, said, you know, in the middle of the year, I'm used to pitching a certain way. Now I changed. And yeah, I mean, I, I he said he's pissed off. He's, I play for World Series. I play for Cy Youngs and I feel like it just got ripped from me because all of a sudden I had to change. And then before you guys even react to that, Bauer, I think probably had the best point. We know Bauer's out there a little bit and I love the video of him with the ball just sticking to his hand and Molina. but, but, with but, but, guard. <laughs> but Bauer said that. You know, that's fine if that's what you want to do, but it's not fair to do it in the middle of the year. If you just turn a blind eye or you allow something to happen forever, then all of a sudden in the middle of the year, you just don't like it. So that's one thing. But if you want to change the rule and say next year going forward, then everybody's got time to adjust. But to do it in the middle of the year is kind of bullshit. Do you guys agree with that or what?
2: I completely disagree. I mean, because it's a kid's game. And if if your arm blows out because you're not – you can't pitch without a sticky substance, then bring up the next guy. I'm done with it because, like, either you're good or you're not. I mean, it frustrates me. Why does everyone – I mean, it's been happening since the dawn of time. Everyone has to have a competitive advantage. I got it. Right. But, like, just pitch the ball – see the ball, hit the ball, field the ball, throw the ball. Why is it so damn hard?
0: It's not, but to me it's both because the MLB is just as much at fault because if this shit has been going on since the dawn of time and like we know about spitballs and using rosin and all that stuff and then all of a sudden now you're going to make a big deal out of it because you don't like the way the batting average is going, shame on you for not putting a stop to it earlier. Like you should put this thing to bed before it gets to be a problem.
1: The MLB, and this is an actual rule, you cannot put licorice on the ball, black or Black, black licorice this has been in the mlb rule book for 100 years actually for like 87 years don't give me this crap now what you're going to do midseason? you know what's been there you know what's coming
0: it's like if all of a sudden the nba in the playoffs right now just said you know we're gonna start calling traveling on that gather step
1: it's like we turned a blind eye to steroids but now this is a big <laughs> deal so let's act like we give a holy hill Yeah, it's just
0: frustrating that MLB has such a – like, you want to know why you can't get new fans or why you have trouble keeping baseball ratings high? Quit doing stupid stuff. Just be consistent, man.
2: I just find it strange that Glass now is blaming his whole injury on not using sunscreen.
0: I could be taking it out of context a little bit, but that's what it sounded like to me. So, it's
2: like, if you can't throw us out sunscreen and be an all-star, I mean, you probably shouldn't be an all-star. I'm sorry. I mean, you're
0: right. I don't disagree with that either, but I'm just saying on the same hand – MLB is just as much to blame.
2: He Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner, probably next to uh, your NFL boy, right?
0: No, he's the worst.
2: Manfred's the worst.
0: Manfred's the worst. That's not up for debate.
2: All right. So, I mean, what do you expect
0: about what we're getting? I
2: mean, and (laughs) and I got it because like he he always wants to do these like gadget, like rule changes and nonsense when it's not broke. Just just enforce the rules. You got you dumbass.
0: It's not that hard. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's finish up. Let's wrap up the show. Mr. Brown, I, I got one thing that's that's not really pop culture, but kind of relative to us. I want to drop on you guys in a second. But you got any pop culture for our listeners? Anything you want to give them?
2: I do. It's a series. Uh, we just started watching it. it was TV was- show. Yeah, on Netflix. Okay. When it was recommended uh, by, I believe, a nurse that uh, Rhonda uh, teaches at her spin class. Okay. It's called Manifest
0: um i think that's not netflix i think it was on abc it's about the airplane that disappears and then they come back in time or whatever yeah yeah okay
1: started on abc i i know what you're talking about tell us about you didn't like it no but i was watching reruns of other stuff and it just over
0: I, i feel like i've probably seen maybe 30 minutes of the show combined on multiple episodes
1: for me you tell me if I'm wrong here when I watched it it felt like I was watching lost again I'm...
0: ah that's what I kind of thought so I checked out a little bit
2: well I never watched lost so, so there you go you're fine so what is that what what is it uh, essentially the families and everybody went on vacation they were down in Jamaica and then they was flying back and then uh, they had to schedule a later flight for some of the family members gave them a voucher uh, the son and who had cancer terminally ill cancer. And his dad decided to stay back with a voucher to get more money. And then they flew back, and then they landed, and they thought everything was cool. And then once they got down on the ground, they realized that five years had passed.
0: you have been gone for five years. So the
2: family had moved on. Uh, the guy's uh, wife already had a boyfriend. His daughter, which was the twin to the boy, was 16 in high school, and the boy's still 11. Uh, it sounds like the uh, Thanos snap just undone. It was crazy. And, like, everyone, the the... the the guy's sister was getting engaged and he's already married to her best friend. Mm. It, it's a lot of moving parts. All right. So, I, and that might make for a good show. I just haven't sat down to really check it out, but all right. So you're, you're, you're all discovering I'm saying this. is it's captivated me because it's, I don't know. I, I like that kind of crazy stuff. And and I couldn't imagine with the family dynamic, how much that would change in five years. Nah, I got you.
0: All right. So manifest, you know, check it out. Yeah. Um, I will also say that Mr. Brown in the year 2021, you did watch Office Space finally over the weekend. Yeah. So 20 years past its prime, but – I don't think you appreciate it as much as you might have in his prom, but that's okay. I'm glad you finally watched it.
2: Uh, I watched it. I'm just saying that good comedy stands the test of time. It shouldn't matter when I watch it. Just like if I watched Old School Today for the first time, it would still be just as good as it was on day one.
0: It should still stand the test of time. If it doesn't for you, that's okay. Like
2: the best thing in be in the, in the, minority the meme that I already knew was online. I just didn't know what it meant.
0: You can be in the minority if you don't think it stands the test of time. That's okay.
2: fine. okay. I mean, it's not something I'd watch every time it's on. All
1: right.
2: Like, like, Biggie, you got anything for pop
1: culture? No, sir, I do not. I've enjoyed like what you how. Okay,
0: so I got one thing I wanted to ask you guys. I was listening to the radio on the way over here, so... Hey, I like the soundtrack better than the movie, okay? The soundtrack is pretty, pretty is dope. dumb. fair? I ain't gonna lie. Right. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so... We we talked before, like I think we had Jack McDowell on the show. We mentioned about the West Virginia Power, the local minor league, not minor league now affiliate. So they, they're they talking about changing their name from the West Virginia Power here. So I'm just asking you guys, if you had to name a new minor league ball team, what would you call it? They're talking about, do they go back to the Wheelers? Did they go back to the Charleston Charlies? That one's not bad. I like it. Not not the alley cats, right? No, no alley cats. But if you had to take your time and name a, uh, a minor league baseball team in West Virginia, what would you call it?
2: Yeah, name. I got one right now. Well, we'd be the Miners. The Miners? Uh eh, you know, how
0: minor league teams—they can be a little funny. You know, little, I was
2: going to say the Moonshiners.
0: That see, that's that's freaking great. If you were the Charleston moonshiners, West Virginia moonshiners, whatever it is, that's not bad. Think about all the merch you can do with that. Oh, absolutely. See, that's a that's a look. Owners of the West Virginia Power, we got your hey, your intellectual let's property. Take it a step here.
2: further because I got the enlightenment when I was in uh, the Smoke Hole Caverns about with the
0: hippies. No, no, there's oh. three
2: groups that would go <laughs> into the caverns. Do You know what they were? Ah, uh, bootleggers. Yeah, the moonshiners. Moonshiners. All right. I don't know the other The Indians and okay. the uh, soldiers. Okay. So they would go in there, but it showed you about the distilling of the moonshine, and then the third one was the white lightning, you know? Ah, Which white is lightning. about 210 proof. That's, that's all? So maybe we should call them white lightning. You could call them the, the West Virginia white lightning.
0: <laughs> I like it. Uh, see, this is why I bring stuff up, man. So... I'm, uh, somebody better write a letter. We're going to, we're going to take this up, see if we can get the name changed. But, uh, anyway, we're glad, uh, you guys joined us this week. We're going to be off next week because we're going to be out of the country. We're going to be deep sea, not deep sea, deep lake fishing up in Lake Erie, all that good stuff. But, uh, we are glad you gave us a little bit of time out of your, uh, week and we hope you guys have a good weekend and a great, wonderful rest of the week. Uh, this has been the, we don't know sports podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, finals on social media, through Facebook, through Instagram, through YouTube, wherever you name it, we're everywhere. That's all we got tonight, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next time.